0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, there was a situation earlier today where congestion reared its ugly head along uh, Danforth near Broadview. And uh, because the viaduct was closed off by protesters uh, who blocked traffic in the interest of raising awareness of the climate emergency, they say, that has befallen us. Kevin Emery is the protest organizer with Extinction Rebellion. That's the group. And he's joined the Oakley Show to uh, give us some background on all of this. Kevin, I appreciate you coming on. Good afternoon.
1: Hey, John. I really appreciate you having a conversation with me.
0: Yeah. So what did you hope to accomplish today? What's the point of purpose?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always unfortunate when you have uh, an issue where you're out in the streets and protesting on it. But uh, the Mm -hmm. fundamental belief of Extinction Rebellion and of the hundreds of thousands of Canadians that were out and marching a couple of weeks ago is that the climate crisis is an urgent problem. And when the house is on fire, you need urgent action. So it was certainly unfortunate this morning that a couple of folks were inconvenienced and it was a disruption on the bridge. But I think by and large, a lot of folks have understand the urgency of the crisis and they also want action. Uh, When we opened the bridge, a number of vehicles came by honking support as a positive. And I know some people are going to be upset, but we just can't wait on unanimity, unfortunately.
0: All right. Uh, But, you know, this is the interesting thing. I mean, I'm kind of curious, like, what informs your position on this? I mean, you're not a climate scientist, I imagine, but uh, why have you taken up this cause?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have to be someone who specialized my academic research on science to benefit from the amount of work that's done in that field. Right. There's really clear reports from the IPCC. There was a report a couple of weeks ago on the impacts that carbon emissions have had on our oceans and their inability to sink additional carbon. Um, and, and the science is pretty clear and pretty unanimous. Right. If, if only scientists are allowed to act on things, then a number of changes that we needed to make the world a better place wouldn't have happened. Well, um,
0: why am I still hearing that there are dissenting positions on the science being settled?
1: Uh, You know, there's lots of reasons why in some instances some people choose to to make a decision the other way, but the massive majority of scientific voices are very clear. Uh, Climate change is man-made. Carbon that has been up in the atmosphere has an impact on carbon concentration that leads to global warming. And that global warming leads to massive shifts in weather that, given long-term changes, are going to make massive areas of the world uninhabitable and are going to put human life in danger in many areas, including here in Canada.
0: Well, when you cite the United Nations, for example, uh, some people have difficulty accepting that this is all above board or, you know, they're uh, objective in that assessment rather than maybe lapsing into uh, a certain amount of politics. uh, Because, I mean, these are people who have been discredited on the human rights front. They've got, for example, on the human rights panel, Saudi Arabia, China and that. And uh, then you've even got other spokespeople or representatives like... uh, Al Gore, David Suzuki, our own prime minister with two planes. You know, a lot of people somehow uh, feel that there's, it just doesn't add up or pass a sniff test. They can't be confident that uh, we're being told something legitimate because, well, maybe there's a credibility issue in play here.
1: The wonder, really wonderful thing about science is there's a process called peer review, where research that, that is created is put out and replicated in order to drive towards consensus. Right? A lot of the folks you cited there are opinion leaders, and they're just as fallible as me, and they're just as fallible as you. Ultimately, what we look towards and, and what we want to build approaches around are what is the best possible science telling us. We have predicted changes in weather systems and in patterns that are occurring now, and, and we've actually found a lot of that stuff is accelerating even faster than expected. So, I mean, I, I'm sorry that people feel that way, right? I, I understand that the world is full of opinions. There's a lot of people that are out there. But we had nearly a million Canadians that were in this street that are vocalizing that they believe climate change is a serious issue that is going to affect them. It's going to affect their children. And I, I'm sorry some people aren't on board. There's really great research and opportunities. I encourage you to go and do solid research and look into the hundreds of different resources that are available to you about how to read scientific research and how to search for credibility and claim. But that's the way to do it. Right, and if people have problems and are upset, they can certainly vocalize them. But I, I, I really don't think the science is particularly up for debate. Uh, all right, but, but the, definitely
0: all right. Uh, well, all right. And then you've got you know proponents of the Green New Deal, for example, which is a really aggressive timeline saying if we don't get our house in order within the next eleven years now, it was originally twelve, but let's say it's eleven now, uh, then it's beyond the tipping point. Uh, do you subscribe to that?
1: I think every day the the climate amount, like the amount shifts, right? But we knew about this stuff in the seventies and we, we silent spring was written. It was very clear that we had a a finite amount of carbon we're able to put into the atmosphere. And we had an urgent timeline to start working on it and nothing was done. I was born in 1990. I I work full time now for an organization that puts a lot of carbon near sometimes. And ultimately like emissions are up since I was born. They're not down and conventional protests and not being disruptive and and refusing to be brave and have conversations has done nothing. Like I, I get it. Um, people are saying that we need a Green New Deal and, and that things need to happen urgently because we do. The house is on fire. And if we don't start making decisions and choices, like the world's not going to suddenly end tomorrow. It, everything is going to become more difficult. There's going to be larger weather events. There's going to be larger problems and at a certain point. It becomes too difficult to act. And yeah, it requires brave action, but the repercussions are so dire that I sincerely don't think there's much of another choice.
0: Well, how about uh, if there's, say, a technological revolution to supplant the existing technologies and, you know, uh, carbon sequestration becomes relatively simple, and uh, there are other modes uh, that are now also replacing the combustion engine and so on and so forth, because the reality is we can't just wean ourselves, like, immediately off fossil fuels and things like that... uh, That seems to be the case when I'm looking at this Green New Deal and an 11-year timeline. It seems like that may lose some people rather than uh, gaining friends and influencing them.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, here's the thing, right? It's going to be a combination of things that are going to cause results. But, I mean, I I work in technology. I really don't think there's a lot of people that are out here saying that we're going to be able to create enough technology in the next 11 years that are going to erase the amount that people put in the atmosphere, it's going to have to be a combined effort. There's really no other choice on that.
0: Well, right. um,
1: and, yeah, like, it's its a—it's an urgent timeline, but you it's important to understand that if changes aren't made and if global temperatures rise two and a half or three degrees, it's millions of deaths. And, like, I, I don't know how someone could sleep at night being responsible for that or being part of being responsible for that.
0: By the way, uh, do you believe carbon offsets are a good way to go? I mean, this is how the, the prime minister, or Justin Trudeau, rather, uh He rationalized the use of two planes buying carbon offsets.
1: Yeah, Extinction Rebellion is is nonpartisan. It doesn't touch on it. And part of what we try to talk about is that individual choice It certainly is something that people should hold themselves accountable and they should follow the morality that they believe is right. But ultimately, the individual output of any one or two people or any set of individual choices isn't going to be enough to make a substantive difference. So uh, I I would say that there's good research on the value of of carbon offsets. I think there's criticisms against it. But ultimately, what we need is more aggressive actions on the things that, that cause the majority of emissions. Right. If you're trying to balance your budget, you look at big items that can be removed first.
0: All right. Well, you know, the Greens are also promising to plant 10 billion trees if they're elected. I don't know if that would be a carbon offset. But uh, let me ask you finally, because I know, Kevin, this is something that uh, is going to extend into other cities, including Vancouver. Sixty cities, were told, around the world, Extinction Rebellion. So uh, have you got a critical mass that you can stage these protests in these respective cities?
1: I mean, that's a decision. It's a very decentralized organization, right? And, and climate action doesn't begin and end with Extinction Rebellion, right? We had events in Halifax and in Vancouver today. Um, But again, we had hundreds of thousands of Canadians all across the country who were active on this issue and marching, and that is just as legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. It applies pressure when nearly a million people in a country of 34 million people take the day off work, march in the streets, and say this needs to be done urgently. And I would encourage people, you and other folks, to tell the truth about the climate crisis, and I'd encourage people who we put in the public trust to protect our safety, to do their job and protect our safety.
0: All right. Well, uh, we invited you on to uh, say your piece, and I appreciate your coming on to do that.
1: I really appreciate you giving me a platform to have the conversation. Thanks a lot.
0: You got it. Kevin Emery again is the protest organizer today with Extinction Rebellion. And be that as it may, uh, if there are further such, uh, we'll bring you up to date on that. But they they tied up the traffic. I am guess some people who wanted to use the Danforth weren't all that impressed.